Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Brush is an electrical toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have a super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just left the dentist, a fresh whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 or POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Happy Friday. Yes, welcome back to another wonderful, amazing episode of Conversations with Toy. I am Toy, your wonderful host, and I want to get into all things self-care, mental health space, good mental health space, right? I want to talk about all kinds of things from the week, things that we're seeing on social media, how we can use those stories to affect change in our own personal lives, right? So if this is your first time, please do not make yourself a stranger. Get comfortable. Grab your favorite, favorite, favorite beverage of choice and join us as we talk about it all. I will recap the week, little things that I've learned, things about myself, failures and successes in hopes to encourage you to be your most brilliant, beautiful, bomb person. Why? Because we all are struggling in this life. And it's always great to hear when someone is being authentic and letting you know exactly how it is, whether it be good, whether it be bad or everything in between. Now, first, before we get too, too good into this episode, how did you like today's uh, sponsor? Listen, go ahead and grab that toothbrush because we want you to have the best clean of your life especially when it comes to your oral care because let me tell you ain't nothing worse than a bad mouth right so grab that toothbrush and let's get rocking before we start deeply into this episode even though I probably said that three times already I want to say once again rest in peace to George Floyd you would really have to be under a rock a rock that was over top of another rock that was on top of another rock to not know that the case has now been found to be victorious for George Floyd and his family. The officer involved has been found guilty on all charges, which is very, very rare. It's unfortunate, but very rare that you find that police are actually being charged and upheld to the highest level. First of all, they took an oath to protect to serve and to protect. And although there are so many amazing police officers out there, these bad cops that come from a bad system, as you know, we like to say bad apples come from rotten trees, but the reality of it is if the tree is rotten, the apples will be rotten as well. It's just some people take that extra step to continue to uphold humanity. And this particular cop did not. And fortunately 
for George Floyd's family. Although this is not going to bring him back. This is not even real justice. It's more or less accountability. We now have at least one case to, to compare that. Yes, there is a way for a cop to do wrong things, to uphold his job and then to be held responsible when he does not. Right. And that is the hope we hope for a real change because the reality of it is, is that you can change this one outcome with this one case. But that doesn't mean that that's going to change all cases after that. There are three to four cases pending right now that literally just spoke up, just popped up. And we all understand, listen, police brutality, especially against black and brown people didn't just happen, right? The only thing that's changed is that we have better technology to pick up the video. And even with video, 90% of the time, the police don't are not held accountable. So I just hope that when we say that we want to evoke change, the change is not just with the police. The change is with the judges, the prosecutors, the defend all of these things. The whole system is broken and it definitely needs to be re just rechange. It has to be start from the ground and just basically let's just start all over. Let's put some things into place that protects. Listen, even if you are a person that's listening and you're kind of over it, maybe this doesn't affect you because it's not a part of your life, right? Maybe this is just not a part of your story. It's not something that you have to worry about. This is not one of your things, but this is the thing. Even if you are the type of person that believes that black and brown people are the worst people, right? And I'm not telling you that I agree because I'm black, right? I'm a black woman. There ain't no way I agree to that. But even if you're at the most gutter point of your life, you really truly believe that, why do we not have justice in the court system instead of police taking that justice on the street? Even if someone was like the worst criminal, allow them to go through due process of being convicted instead of us being hurt, killed and silenced. I just want us to do better. If we feel that the system isn't broken, let's, let's get people to work in the system. Let's get people to go to jail, go to court instead of again, having to be shot or killed. The best way to prevent this, the best way to get real victory in this is for this to stop happening. For us to have true accountability that if a police officer does these things, that he will be held to the highest level. I can't go out and do these things. I can't go out and kill people. And if my, my regular job, you know, when I was, you know, working for the people at the end of the day, if I did something that was wrong, I would be held responsible, whether that be a suspension, whether that be fired, whether that would be whatever level that it needed to go to. Accountability starts with everyone's job and no police officer, judge, lawyer, prosecutor, whomever should get a pass on that. Everybody should be held to the highest standard. So again, I want to say rest in peace to George Floyd. And unfortunately, we have so much, so much of an uphill battle. We have so much up a hip, uphill battle and I'm not going to lie. I honestly did not think that the case was going to go the way it did. To be honest with you, I held my breath and didn't even realize I was holding my this much stress. Like I didn't realize how much stress I had in my body just waiting for this um, decision. I think I got about three o'clock, three thirty. I want to say I got the notice on my phone that they had the jury had reached a verdict and that it would be read at four thirty. And so I, I've at least from 3.30 to 4.30, I think about five o'clock when he read it, I was in shambles. And I remember my husband and I sitting down talking to our children to tell them what was happening. And I'm just like in tears. Because, you know, what happens with this particular case and any other case that comes after this, it sets the precedence, right? 
I pray that none of my children or my husband or myself has to deal with any of that type of thing. Right. And people say, well, comply and follow the law. There's plenty of times where people have complied, have followed the laws. And for whatever reason, they were injured without presidents. Right. Just for no, no thought, no thought process to it just killed. Right. And so I hope that one, that my children never have to encounter this because the trauma of that, I don't even want to even tap into. But should they do, they were taught to, to, to comply, right? They were taught to do whatever they had to do to get home, to do whatever they have to do to be in one piece. But we hope that when they do encounter someone again, hopefully not for the wrong reasons, but if they should encounter someone, cause listen, I've been pulled over before by cops that, you know, we want to sit there and, 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 and put a label racist cops that have stopped me. I remember one time right after um, I had just graduated from Penn State I hadn't even gotten my cap matter of fact I hadn't even gotten my cap and gown so technically I wasn't even a graduate right and I came home to get my sister and we were going to go back to um, I'm a graduate of Penn State University and I was coming home and I stopped at the jewelry store to pick up a piece of jewelry that my sister had to get fixed and the cop said that I didn't yield around now mind you the street that I was at, I had to go around two blocks. He stated two blocks ahead that I didn't yield to pedestrians. The interesting part was they had just built a yield to pedestrian sign there and I had stopped, but there was nobody there. And so two blocks, he had no light on. He had nothing. I literally let my sister out to get her jewelry. And as she got out, she went into the jewelry store, not think of it, anything. And he literally pulled his gun out on me. Gave me a citation, said I didn't yield to a pedestrian, called me every name in the book, but my actual God given name. I had to go to court. I eventually won that case, but I just thought about the times like I had done nothing wrong and I had to, and I proved without a shadow of a doubt that I had, there was nobody there. I had witnesses that were there. You know, I live in a small town at the time. And so it was like, everybody knew me. They were there. They saw, I stopped. There was nobody there. They pulled the camera, was no one there. But it's a shame that one, I had to go to court to prove myself. And then number two, I had done literally nothing wrong. And the fact that he said that I was, I was eluding the police. I was driving. There was no lights behind me. There was nothing that indicated that I was being pulled over or that I was under even a suspicion of arrest. But that's how it is. You don't always have to be doing something wrong. And so again, you know, I tell my kids that story to let them know that I complied to everything that was asked. I put my hands up in the air. I even went because I have police in my family. So I even with the extra step of cuffing my hands behind my back, I mean, behind my head and, and cuffing them together because I didn't want any movements. I didn't grab for my wallet. I didn't grab for anything. I didn't try to even turn the car off. I just did what I had to do. But so grateful that it didn't turn out to be anything because had I been killed, my sister wouldn't even have known what was going on, the trauma that would have inflicted with my sister and my family. But that's how real and serious it is. It only takes one bad encounter with the wrong person. So I'm just praying, you know, I didn't even realize again how much stress I had in my body and how much stressful the situation was. And then when I think about my level of stress, right? Just watching this case unfold and everything that would happen, the anxiety that crept up on me for that last what hour, I had to think about George Floyd and his family as they're living this. This is their reality. And just as we unfortunately were, you know, we're just still 
dealing with the death, I wanted to switch over to talking about Black Rob. Black Rob, if you don't remember him, back in the day had the song, Whoa. It was a great song. I mean, I personally danced to it. It definitely was a, you know, as people say now, a bop. Back there, it was the jam. I guess I'm, you know, whatever. And let me just say, first of all, Black Rob kind of just jumped out of the middle of nowhere, at least to me. And when DMX died, I saw a clip of him either in the hospital or coming out of the hospital. I think he said he was dealing with some kidney issues and just had overall just really some bad health experiences. So it just seemed, you know, crazy. He just jumped out the blue. We just even knew he was something was wrong with him. And then not even a week after that, he is announced that he has passed away. So first condolences to his entire family, all of his supporters, anyone who's ever loved him. Um, but the ongoing, ongoing conversation about P. Diddy and contracts. So as a content creator, it is imperative that I do my due justice to pull every contract and have every contract reviewed and read everything fine print. I mean, even if you have to get a magnifying glass, read every last thing. And I say this not to throw shade because there's no shade on Black Rob. It is not one shade on him and or any artist that was under bad boys but the way that they point and paint p diddy love puff daddy uh pitter puff whatever his name is these days because this man changes names like it ain't none of his business and the lack of integrity that is being thrown around his name p diddy's name so let's be clear Let's me further know, first of all, that people you have to understand in, in any industry, no matter what it is, people are not your friend, they're going to get in an attempt to get the most out of you for the very cheapest of labors. It's very rare where you find companies situations where people are paying what you really should be paid. I mean, even as a content creator, I swear unto you, if you are not very clear, and checking things and finding things out, you will be I'm telling you, you will get bamboozled. So I say that to say if you are in any form of a contract, especially if you're in any form of entertainment, whether that is a writer, whatever the case may be, please do yourself a please do yourself your own personal justice by making sure you read and understand and know your contracts. Let me tell you something. My mom used to always say, everybody ain't telling the same lie. Why are all these artists literally all saying the same thing? And where there is smoke, there is sure to be fire. There is no way everybody is telling the same lie about Puff Daddy, P Diddy, P Love, Love, Pity Pop, um, Diddy, that is not true there it has to be there's everything it there's just no way everybody did not come together and have a meeting they did not come together on a zoom and say let's go ahead and drag p diddy's name i think there's a lot of love there i think there's a lot of hope from you know back in the day because i mean everybody in bad boy was doing hot music like their music and numbers was definitely there um, but P Diddy needs to get his life together. And I can say that with confidence because again, everybody is not telling the same lie. Now, since his death, Black Rob's death, P Diddy, P Love, P Diddy Bop, Popsicle Man, Sean uh, Diddy Combs has decided that he was going to pay for his funeral. But like everyone else has been saying, can you please give these people their flowers while they're here? Like, can we, if, even if Diddy did wrong, like I need him to write some of these wrongs. Like, I need you to legit right some of these wrongs because this is getting out of control at this point, right? 
This is literally getting out of control. These churches just way too many artists. So again, how can we take a situation that's in social media that's being talked about that's being shared? How can we apply that to our regular lives? If you don't get your life together and read them contracts, right? Read them contracts. It is imperative. It is imperative that you know what you are signing and how long. And for content creators, please understand exclusivity rights. Please do not sign away lifetime exclusivity rights for folks that's paying hundreds of dollars. Because I'm telling you right now, you're 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 hurting yourself. That means that they have the ability to use your photos, your pictures, your everything. Um, your videos, whatever content that you created, and you've literally given them full reign as long some some of these contracts be trying to say to the to the death of the of the company or to the death of the person who's using it. And I'm like, no, ma'am, I will not. I give you a, a couple of months. Right? And you start talking about you start putting a why a year, years, any type of amount like that, then my price has to go up. Right? But I'm not signing exclusive rights to any company right? I'm not giving up my right. Because you know what? While this this is the thing, especially in a blog world, influencer world, this is this is like a walk, you are a walking billboard, my company, my blog, toy time blog is a walking billboard, this is advertisement, right? And so while they pay you four or $500 for one little post, and you don't check that exclusivity rights, I am telling you that you are out here doing yourself wrong. If you give these people more than a couple of months, Anything about a year, a why, a one year, a two year, three year for life to the end of the company. And when they want to, you know, die, come back again in another name, anything, you better check your contracts, read that bad stuff over because I'm telling you, you'll be out here looking crazy and then mad because you have no recourse because you signed off. My mom and used, dad used to always tell me, boy, you, like Medea used to say, you better sign Donald Duck to that name before you sign anything with your name on it. Because I'm telling you, you're out here messing yourself up. This uh, week has been very interesting, very tiring, very um, cumbersome. You know, we just celebrated Earth Day yesterday and Jelly, jelly Bean Day. Did you know that? Um, and it was take your uh, daughters and sons to work day, which is weird because you can't really take them um, anywhere. I mean, I guess they, my kids, they could have got online and said hi to the peoples. I don't know. But um, yeah. And uh I love Earth Day. I love the fact that we have a day to celebrate the Earth. But the reality of it is the choices that we make every single day. If we don't find a way to do on somebody get on somebody's do better, you know, we're going to be the ones that's responsible for what we do and how we do and what's left. You know, we have to treat everything like we would treat ourselves. And if you wouldn't treat yourself all kind of raggedy, don't treat the world and the Earth like that. Like do better, find ways. Like I've been finding ways to cut back on. Um, the products that I use and if I am buying products because I do buy quite a few they're always something that's biodegradable something that can be recycled or things I love things that are made out of recycled products that's been my new thing to find products that are made from other recycled products and then they kind of just keep reusing it I just love that concept but today is lover's day so if you are or consider yourself to be a lover right you got you a boo maybe you just got your boo for the week boo for the month listen that is your business that's not for me to judge me and my house we're going to be loving on each other because lover's day i'm gonna love on my man and you should love on yours and whoever you choose your girl your whoever is lover's day so find a way to show a little bit of love to the one you call your love of the moment the love of the lifetime whatever it is lover's day so 
with it being the weekend, this is my every other weekend, you know, every two weeks, I go get my nails done get my pedicure. I plan to do that this weekend. I have more content that I need to put together. I have been working very hard to try to work a little smarter and not harder. And in doing that, I have been setting my content for a while. So pretty much for the month of May, we are just about set, which is great because my birthday is coming up. We've been talking about that just about every week. And I'm going to find some small way to celebrate. And so I find myself if I can put my content, especially for the first two weeks up, that alleviates for stuff that's going to come in as my calendar starts to fill up and, you know, working smarter. However, I wanted to talk about today was about the sense of failure, how we all say things like being encouraged, you know, if you fail, get yourself back up. But there are times in life, I've had those times, you've had those times when you feel like you are completely stuck, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you know, you're trying your best, but it seems like your best is not good enough. You're feeling low, you're feeling really upset. And it's like, how do you pick yourself up after you feel like you've hit this brick wall? I'm going to tell you that it's going to be a lot of trial and error. There have been plenty of times when I've got into these low pinches where I've been able to snap my fingers almost and just kind of like pop up like a pop tart. And then there are those other times when I feel really stagnant. It doesn't matter how many scriptures I read, no matter how much gospel music I listen to, no matter how many rides on my bike I take, or if I take a run in the neighborhood, or I don't know, go outside for 15 minutes, like I always suggest everyone do every single day. When you do these things and it just feels like all of these efforts just are not working. I'm going to tell you one thing that has been helping staying the course, crying if you have to, but still staying the course, being frustrated if you have to, but still staying the course and also get tunnel vision. I think when we're in our lowest moment, it causes us our, you know, it causes our eyes to kind of drift a little bit more. You look to your left, you look to your right. Everybody seems to be super successful. They're getting better deals. They're doing better than you. They're getting more than you. They're loving harder than you. Seems like love is being reciprocated back to them. They seem to have all their ducks in a row. Everything seems to align. They don't have bad days. Everything is about sunshine. They sing happy songs every single day. Uh, they have Teletubbies that kind of follow them around. They have, uh, you know, this greatness that just kind of happens for them. Barney kind of comes out of the pocket and he sings to them on the right you know you got strawberry shortcake on the left she comes out with all these great talks but at the end of the day after all of that is said and done I just need you to stay the course I know it sounds super simple it's not it's like one of the hardest things to do to stay the course but I need you to stay the course and stay focused Stop looking at what everybody else is doing, what they're receiving, how well you think they're doing. Because I'm telling you, even on the most successful days when I appear to be successful and when I appear to be okay, I am struggling in the background. I am fighting battles that are invisible to the naked eye. But it's in those battles when you stay the course that you get stronger. You realize what you will and what you don't want. You really get a sense of knowing who yourself is. And let me tell you, when you've come out of this battle, like when you've come out of a stagnant place and you kept the course, even if you kept the course while you were sad and you felt like you just carry sadness with you, then all of a sudden it kind of felt like it went away because you stayed the course. You wanted to cuss, you wanted to have a fit, do those things if that's going to make you have a temporary relief. But then at the end of those things, stay the course. Do not give up. Do not get so frustrated to the point where you are overwhelmed and you are ready to give up and you can be ready to give up, but don't give up. 
And I am telling you this because I have lived it and continue to live it almost every single day. I have had moments where I have had tears all up in my eyes. I've had them flowing down my face like a river. I've been super sad. My kids have seen me super sad. My husband has seen me in the most irritated moments, but staying the course. I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. Now, so this is a story that a lot of people don't realize. There was a time where, you know, me and my husband were reshifting our finances. And that's code for we was spending more money than we were, you know, than we were making. We weren't making good choices. We had to, you know, double back. But one thing I am going to say about that is that even in the midst of that, we had enough sense to do better. Like we had enough sense to just kind of have like a little nest egg, but we still reshifted as if we didn't have it. That's that's how you're supposed to live. But there was a point in time where I had to take a third shift job working at, I won't even name the place. I'm not giving them no type of credit, but it was packing and some things of that sort. And this was, I'm, this is a real third shift shift job. So this was a place where I started at like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I had to continue going until the time the job was done. So I think we were supposed to get off. I want to say maybe three, four o'clock in the morning. I used to come home five, six o'clock in the morning and I would leave that job, take a shower, make sure the kids were good and then go to another job, right? This was very temporary. We're talking about a course of a couple of months. I know, like I actually was out here doing real, real manual work and I don't, I've never looked down on people who did manual work. So let's get that real clear. So yes, I was going to events, blogging my life and working third shift and working a first shift and doing whatever I had to do. Um, because again, my family and being stable is important. That's why when people are looking at me now and I can control my schedule, because I put that work in, right? And I remember many a days being super tired when you're trying to get your dream off the road and off the, off, off the ground and you still have a family. I did not have that sense of do whatever it takes to get it done mentality. Like when I first moved to Philadelphia, this, like I said, I've been here 10 years now. So this having to move like that was totally, I was raised that way. I was that way. That's how ambitious I was when I was 18, but I had lost my level of ambition at some point, right? I lost my desire to continue to fight. I lost my desire to stay in the fight. And so once I started getting it back and we had to, sh you know, shuffle some things around, I did whatever necessary because my husband was out here doing the damn thing. Let me just say that my husband was doing everything he needed to do. And I just wanted to do my part. And he did not want me to do it. Let me tell you, he was dead sent like totally against it. But it was just something I had to do. I had to get in there and do whatever it needed to be done. So when I tell you me, and my husband, we believe in being a team player. We are a team player. We weren't always, but we are definitely team players. We do whatever it takes. Like Jay-Z and Beyonce, we do everything necessary for her. Don't let the necessary occur. That's us. And that frame, that time frame of my life, I learned very, very valuable lessons. First of all, I learned how strong physically, mentally, and emotionally of a badass that I really was. Do you realize when you get into your worst situation, you only focus on the bad things, but you realize when you come through on the other side, you really was a real badass. Like you really handled your business and you did whatever was necessary, right? You stayed that course. And so 
everything did what it needed to do. We had our savings, you know, savings back up. We had our stuff situated. We had things moved around. Stuff was in line. And it was, like I said, when I look at my schedule now, when I look at the freedom that I have now, when I look at the ways that I can move now, when I look at the ways that I can swipe that card now, when I look at those things now, I feel stronger now, but I remember that work. I remember those tears. I remember that frustration. I remember cussing some people out. I remember having to go off on a couple of folks because folks be doing the most at some of these jobs is just what it is. I remember already being tired and trying to stay the course and smiling at as if nothing was happening. My kids didn't have no clue because when they woke up, I was already in the house, right? I would go down and leave when they were sleeping. So I had them on that strict schedule, go to bed because I didn't want them to see me going out the door. And so I would out, you know, I would leave, go to work and come home. And so when they came in the morning, they didn't even know, had no clue. And in, in case they, unless they listen to this, because I highly doubt they would, they wouldn't even know now. But I was out there really doing whatever was necessary. My husband was handling his part and I was doing mine. Teamwork to make the dream work. And I was frustrated. So when that season ended, in the beginning, in the season ending, I was just so grateful for it to be done. Like, I was just like, oh, Lord, I don't got to get up. I don't have to be late. I don't have to be struggling. I don't have to break a nail. I don't have to have my back hurt. And I don't got to go to the doctors. I don't got to go through any of that. But when I remember, when I start to sit down and everything starts, you know, that adrenaline, you ever have a, a storm in your life and it's like the pure adrenaline is kind of like pushing you through. And when that storm calms, you realize all of the things that took place that could have taken you out, but you're still standing. That's how I felt. And so we got through, got, got through, did what needed to be done, made the choices that needed to be made and handled the situation, the business like we needed to handle, right? No backup, no calling home to nobody, nobody coming to save us, nobody coming to rescue us, just us being adult, having to adult. And I felt good. And I realized that even though I have late nights now, my late nights are because I'm building this business, right? My late nights is because business is, is, is not even just building it. It's like walking in this business, right? Doing the business, running the business, doing whatever I need to do, but in a different way. I get to control the cards now to a certain extent because God is always in control, but he allows me the ability to do what's necessary without the back, literally back breaking work. But I was frustrated. I cried. I was upset. I was in turmoil. Everything else to everybody else on the outside looked like everything was going great. They had no idea that I was out here doing what was necessary. But I'm just telling you from someone who knows best that when you stay the course, the joy that comes into you and comes into your life and comes into your mindset when things get really tough and you remember those moments you get really strengthened because you like, listen, this if that was what was at that time was the worst that I had to go through, whatever this is, I know I'm going to come through. Like I'm just waiting to get on the other side. It's like riding a train to your destination. And that train ride is a little, you know, tumultuous, but you're still safe. You're still protected. You're still covered, but you're riding this train. And eventually before you know it, you'll get to your destination. It's just a bumpy ride. And that ride sucks. And that ride hurts. And that ride feels like the loneliest ride and you'll ever take. It's like being in the loneliest ride that you'll ever take with no headphones, no ability, no Wi-Fi. So you can't listen to your favorite podcast like Conversations with Toy. You can't go on your Facebook. You can't go on your social media. None of those things are going to help, but you're still protected. You don't think you're protected. You feel like you're wide open, but you're not. You're just in a strong, steady ride. 
You have this up and down situation going on with someone that you were in love with. And then it goes left. Listen, just stay the course. Now, that doesn't mean stay the course and stay with them if they're raggedy. Let me be real clear. That does not mean stay the course if they're beating your behind and saying stay the course because it's going to work out. I, I personally, I'm telling you right now, and that's not what I'm telling you. I'm talking about when you get into some things that it feels like it's out of your control. But when it comes to abuse and things like that, I want you to take hold and develop a plan because you do not have to stay in nothing like that but outside of that stay the course right do what's best for you what's best for your family do whatever is necessary for you and your family listen let me tell you something when you're staying the course everybody is not going to agree with your decision making process so you better be very clear about what it is that it becomes your goal because I'm telling you folks gonna have a comment on a comment on a comment we all comment look at social media everybody has an opinion I have an opinion this blog and this podcast is all about opinions about the ways that I choose to live my life encouraging you to live the life that you choose by you know getting encouraged by something that I'm saying but you better figure out what works for you. You cannot continue to live in your life for what other people are going to think or say or do. So definitely stay that course. Frustrated? Yes. Lonely? Yes. Hurtful? Yes. Painful? Yes. Painful? Absolutely. Painful on every level. Painful. But stay the course. So what have I been doing for self-care this week? Well, first, before we dive into what I have been doing for self-care this week, I would like to report that this is my second week back into my workout routine. And I say second week because for those who do not know, I got injured. Um, I had a foot injury and I was in this raggedy, that little raggedy boot that they give you. Let me tell you something right now. First of all, that boot is not of God. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, first of all, it's, it's heavy. It's heavy as all get out. It ain't cute. Um, and beyond the cute part or not cute part, I would just say it's very, it just, it's not helpful for my very active lifestyle. At the time I was back and forth, taking a family member to back and forth to work and, you know, keeping their child and, Ooh, it was just not conducive to the busyness of life. However, it did what it had to do, right? It did. It, it gave what it needed to give. And my foot is back. Uh, it's pretty much almost back really to 100%. I do do some extra stretching with it before and after, but I haven't had any issues so far. And this is now the second week since the series of injuries because I had to go through all kinds of stuff with the boot. And then I had to ease back into a regular shoe back and forth between the boot again. So for the past two weeks, I have been on it, on the bike, handling the business, working out off, off the bike and on the bike. And I do it almost every, not almost every day, four out of the five days during the work week, because it coincides with my kids schedule. So for instance, because I can control my schedule a little bit better, I'm able to do it between about, I want to say about eight to nine 30. So about an hour and a half of working out while one of the kids, the youngest is in school. And then she has her first break. And then her first break, I run upstairs and get a shower, do my hair, uh, put a little bit of makeup on by makeup. I mean, concealer and eyebrows, because even if I'm in my house, I don't want to be looking like somebody crazy. Then I start with the rest of my day. And that's been the schedule. It's been the flow and it has been working, but being consistent at it. And I, now that I don't have to get up at the crack of Jesus. And I say that because I at one point was getting up at five o'clock, 530 in the morning, but 
it was like, wait a minute, why am I getting up this early and for what? Like, I don't have that option anymore. Like I can, I have the option of laying down. And for me, sleeping in, is, you know, till seven is more than enough. It allows me to get the kids upstairs, you know, ready to go before they head downstairs because, you know, we're still online school. And so their little mini pods, as we like to call them, it just gives me more freedom. So that has been the flow. So I'm really grateful that I have been consistent with that and doing what I have to do. I am doing, still doing my intermittent fa- um, fasting, which I'm loving. I'm actually enjoying it. And I'm weirdly going to say, I didn't think I would, but I am. And I'm going to leave the information and code in the show notes so that if you would like to join me, go ahead and save yourself a couple of coins, get the uh, temperaments because they are taking away the hunger pains of which I will say I have not had one hunger pain and I haven't been hangry. You know what hangry is. It's a combination of angry and hungry have not had one time. So now I'm convinced that any hangriness that I felt was literally mental. I'm convinced of it. Like I know that that was really the purpose is to control your eating, control your habits. And if that's the case, it did what it did. It gave what it had to give because I'm realizing that all this time when I'm like, I gotta have that Oreo cookie because it's vegan. I want an Oreo cookie. And the reality is that cookie could have just went on about stayed in this little sleeve and minded this business. Let the kids go ahead and eat what they need to eat. And just because I'm having, you know, decent vegan snacks for those who don't know, I am vegan. It doesn't mean I need to have all the snacks all the time. I actually have not snacked since I started this whole intermittent fasting, which lets me further know that self-control demon that was trying to run my life that was just out of whack and just wasn't aligned. We're going to get it together because how in the world have I not had not one snack? I mean, yogurt is not a snack. I guess in some people's terms it is. But like I was like, ooh, tortilla chips and salsa. Oh, Oreo cookie. Oh, let me find another cookie that I like. Oh, let me eat this. Lies. The lies. I haven't had not one. And I have not craved it. Like I wasn't sitting out here talking about sure wish I could have a cookie. Sure wish I could have me some chips. I lacked nothing which lets me further know that I need to get my life together because it's a possibility that I can so I am learning self-control that has been one beautiful part of this week so if anything with self-care I would say self-control has been beautiful for me my gratitude journal, I'm still writing in it strongly, making sure that I write at least one thing. If you don't know, I found this gratitude journal at five below. If you listen, they're not paying me, but they can surely sponsor this. I am a five below junkie. My kids love it. It's always in a great excuse if we do need to go somewhere just to grab it at five below because it's almost like a little baby like a newborn preemie target where you can kind of it kind of tells you what you want to get when you walk into the store type of vibe. And I ran into the book section, which I go every time because, you know, if you're a reader, if you're a writer, books, you know, they kind of call you when you're in the store. And so I went to this section and I found the gratitude journal and in it, it's a one year journal. So it's it prompts you. It's really great because it prompts you, you don't have to think about it. It prompts you to write everything you need to write. And you write down the parts of where you're grateful for for the entire year. So I'm doing good. I just got it in April and we're almost to May. And I am still going strong. And again, I also have incorporated, which I said last episode was the adult coloring book. I am feeling that. 
and also, and I've been on my Fred Hammond kick ever since I played the little Fred Hammond snippet. So I've been on Fred Hammond, which is a gospel artist. Um, that's been a form of self-care because I am a PK. In addition to that, my mother was a choir director and my father played the drums. So I could tell you every note, every key from the top to the bottom, from the left to the side. And I can sing every last one of them when I want to tap in because my parents used to make me, well, more my mom had me learn every song, every note so that if for some reason, a choir member or choir members did not show up when it was time to sing. I could float anywhere I needed to float to get the job done. Right. And that's what that's what it boils down to. So I know those songs like the back of my hand. I have been drinking a lot more tea this week, tea that is good for you, like herbal teas and things of that sort, making sure that I found ones that don't have caffeine in it. I have had coffee. I've been on an iced coffee kick, but surprisingly, I've had like maybe three cups this week. I did have some on um, cold, uh, National Cold Brew Day, which is like basically cold brew coffee day, which was amazing. I'm always here for national holidays. Um, and you should know that by now because I try to tell you that every week. I try to tell you what the national holidays are every Friday. So remember, today is Lover's Day. If you have your lover in your boo, Go ahead and give them a shout out, a high five, a kiss, a hug, a smack on the ass, whatever works for you. Um, but that's been my self-care podcast, listening to other podcasts. If you listen, let me just go ahead and I'm going to take this time because I'm being really, really generous. And because I want y'all to have the same level of love and life that I have been having. I want y'all to laugh like I've been laughing. So first up, Dead Ass with Kadeem and Deval. If you don't know who they are, they are the Ellis's. I've actually met them in person. Shout out to Brandon, one of the most amazing PRs here in Philadelphia. Amazingly, he invited me to an event. And I was one of the only influencers that went, you know, every these influencers, they love showing up for the food and drinks, you know, they love for that part. But when it was something serious, I was one of the only ones that showed up, which forged a, a beautiful relationship between him and I, he happened to be Kandeem's roommate. I did not realize that he was the PR for the venue. I reached out to him, not expecting anything whatsoever. That's just not been my thing. That's just how I roll. I'm really, I'm not one of those people that hit people up for, you know, anything. But this particular night, I wanted to meet them. They were here in one Philly one night. I went to go get the tickets myself, was going to pay for them. They were unavailable. They were already sold out. Uh, my friend Brandon did me a super solid. I met them. When I say I met them, like met them, met them backstage, talking up, chopping it up with them. It was amazing. So they are really the real deal. So their podcast um, is called Dead Ass. You really should give it a, uh, a good listen. If you're married, if you want to be in a relationship, they talk about it all. They're amazing. And like I said, they really are the real deal. How you see them on their when you listen to their podcast or when you're seeing them online, they are like that in real life. Okay, that's one thing you want to be really clear about. My second podcast of choice I like to listen to that I have been engrossing myself in the last few weeks goes out to my college friend, uh, Gary Abdullah and his entire crew to turn to your neighbor. It is a gospel Christian podcast. They talk about everything um, from whatever's going on in social media where uh, gospel artists and things are concerned. I shout them those two out, those two podcasts out. I've been trying to put them 
equally on the blog to let everyone knows what I'm listening to. And last, but certainly definitely not least, uh, Ratchet and Respectable by Demetria L. Lucas. I have been a fan of hers for years. I've read just about every one of her books. I just recently got her Don't Waste Your Pretty um, book signed personally from her. So, you know, I'm feeling like a million bucks. Um, I've been really inspired by her. Um, she has a blog. She did the ask to meet your questions, like all these different things, truly amazing. And I listened to her. So those are the three of my very good um, go to's. If you look on my podcast on my phone, those three will pop up automatically. I do my due justice to listen. Demetria has episodes two times a week, I think on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, Turn to your neighbor, you can listen to them um, live on Facebook. They come on on Tuesdays night, I believe about I want to say eight or nine. I haven't been able to catch them live, which is really unfortunate because it's hilarious. Uh, I'm gonna try to do my best to try to get on to them on live on their recording on Tuesday but I always listen to it on Wednesdays or Thursday when I have missed them or when it's like my nail appointment week I will listen to them while I'm getting my pedicure whatever the case may be I support right they do have a YouTube page and so you want to support them and that and the Deval and Kadeem the Ellis's if you don't know Deval Deval is Zach on sisters if you've been listening and watching the Tyler Perry show totally great and of course, because I felt like five seconds, like, oh, I know them, you know, I've been supporting everything that they do. So those are my three go to dead ass with Deval and Kadeem Ellis. Turn to your neighbor um, is my second choice and ratchet and respectful by Demetria L. Lucas is my top three podcasts that I listen to on top of. Um, let me see, I'm trying to pull it up right now because. I am very, what's the word? You can pretty much follow me to the T. Oh, one other one, the Reclaimed um, podcast. That's by my girl, Whitney. She's here. She's a uh, podcaster as well as a blogger, as well as a content creator here in Philadelphia. I love her. Um, I'm trying to figure out the fifth one and I got to get the name together because I want you to be ready to follow them listen to them because God knows oh awaken the awesome how did I forget that I actually guess that was one of my very first guest opportunities awaken the awesome when that episode comes out I'll let you know this gentleman Oliver he is amazing first of all he finds some of the most dopest guests you could ever think of and they just chop we just pretty much chop it up about life that's really what it boils down to. So I guess those are my five. So I better make sure I put those in my blog. The five podcasts that I listen to. Let's go through them one more time. Deadass by Kadeem and DeVal. Uh, Ratchet and Respectful by Demetri L. Lucas. Uh, now I'm not, can't think of nothing. Uh, Turn to Your Neighbor, The Reclaim Podcast. And last, but certainly not least, Awaken the Awesome. Those are my five go-tos. There are more, but those are the five that you can generally catch me listening to. Again, because I am a creature of habit. So podcast is another way to listen, deflect, reflect, take a time out. I do like listening to podcasts because when I'm folding up clothes, 
I can listen. And I'm usually like, I'm one of those Advent listeners that scream, holler, laughs. I know that's right. That's me um, while I'm listening because a lot of times stuff just be real funny. It just be real and I just have to express it. You know, we're in the house. What else am I going to do? It's not like I'm having guests. I don't really see that many people. Um, so, yeah. That is what I do podcast listening to podcasts on my own, which again, not just my own, but listening to other people because there's really a lot of amazing um, content out there. What has been my go to drink for the week water? I know I know you wanted me to say wine. I know you wanted me to say wine or some type of beer or some type of cocktail, but I haven't had any clutch your pearls people I haven't had that in two weeks so with that being said I'm going to have a cup tonight because that's what I'm going to do I mean I this this is just it just sounds about right so yeah a cold glass of wine is calling my name so I'm hoping whatever your beverage choice go ahead and get you something because I'm telling you right now don't call me tonight all my friends and family that's listening to this unless you're bringing a bottle to my house to stop at my door because you ain't coming in it's still COVID um that's what I'm going to be doing now with Mother's Day coming I will be talking about Mother's Day as we get a little closer because this notion that we should give our mothers everything in the best of I do believe 100% if you have a mom that has been super supportive always has your back you can call her anytime she got you. She doesn't question it. It's like she's a ride or die, but she's got some common sense. Um, you should be rewarding her. You should be giving her anything that you can that you know that she likes. And can we please get y'all, if any have the fathers, the husbands or anybody's listening, can y'all please gift the mom the things that she would want and not just the things you would want? I don't do that with my gift giving I have really bomb gift giving skills but I need y'all to tap in stop giving mom stuff that mom don't want first of all give mom a day off she shouldn't have to cook for none of y'all I've I, listen if you know a single mom that you can go and deliver some dinner so she can get a day off let's do that let's find some single moms that don't have the privilege and honor of having somebody take their children for one day they are mom and dad all year round gift a mother a single mother a free meal a gift card so she can grab some dinner for her and her children because let me tell you a day off is the, the gift that keeps on giving so please give these moms including myself a day off I'm not cooking anything I never have to my husband's amazing my birthday is always around Mother's Day I really feel sorry for him but God is good he's a great gift giver so I have no no problems with him but for the rest of y'all that may not be able to be in that same category I need y'all to gift your mama something that she actually want if you have a tech mother give her something that she's going to love that's tech wise if she's the organizer mom give her that if she's a mom that's about affirmations, find that. If she's a flower mom, give her that. I'm going to include in my show notes the gift giving guide for you because I want y'all to give these moms gifts with intentions. It's not enough to come in there with a rock that you done cleaned off and you want to give when you were two and three. That's cute. As you get older and your coins get a little bit better, I need you to do better, right? In addition, if you have a mom that deserves it, splurge. However, unfortunately, we have to say that, that every mother is deserving of these elaborate gifts. 
I'm not saying that you don't have to, you may just want to say happy Mother's Day and give her a card and go about your way. Do what you feel is best for you. Because some people don't even talk to their mamas. And we have to stop acting like people have to. Like, let's stop acting like people have to give all this adoration to people who have not earned it. Because it's not the case. Not all these moms out here having children are real moms. Some people are just having children. Some people are doing the most. They're not, you know, they're not in it for the right reasons. They're doing whatever it is they're doing. And we should not have to tell people that they have to do this certain thing just to make you feel happy. So let's stop that mess right now. Some people, this is the worst holiday in the whole world to them. They have lost their mother. They don't have a mother figure. They don't really get to tap into this holiday it's the worst holiday. Like I'm gonna tell you real quick. Outside of Christmas, Mother's Day is one of the worst holidays ever. So be very kind and understanding. And just because somebody doesn't celebrate Mother's Day the way you think that they should live, allow people the space, the energy to grieve, to process, to have a good time, to have a bad time, to cry, to laugh, to seclude themselves, to jump into whatever it takes for them to get through the day of Mother's Day and the days that lead up to it. Even on my blog, I have made a disclaimer for all those who may be suffering that they may want to tap out. And I understand that. You know why? Because everything, even from with me saying it and from here on out until Mother's Day comes and goes, is going to be about Mother's Day. And it's a constant reminder of a hole that's already there. There are some moms who haven't even died. They're just not available. They're just not emotional. They just don't tap in. They're toxic. They don't even care. They don't show love. They don't give a high five to their children. All of that. So even though some moms have not transitioned, they're here and that's even worse. If you have a mom that's here and you can't even, you know, give her a high five for the things that she's done because the things she's done has been that horrible and or she just hasn't been the type of mom that you needed her to be. And we're not talking about because your mom wasn't perfect. There is a total difference between a mom who made mistakes that wasn't perfect. We're talking about toxic moms who are still alive, who have made holes in their children's lives and holes in their children's heart by their bad behavior. So if you never hear anybody tell you like it is, I'm telling you right now, Mother's Day may not be the cup of tea that everybody wants to make it sound like. But if that is the case, do whatever you have to do to get through that day that's healthy. Anything that you're doing that's going to be something that's considered unhealthy, that's dangerous. I'm not going to encourage that. I'm not going to high five that. I will say I understand it, but I'm not going to encourage it. What I can encourage is for you to find some way to practice self-care from this point on until this moment passes. Because again, if you're already dealing with the whole of your mom not being there for whatever reason, whether it's a transition for her from this earth, or if it's a, just her not being in your life, or you not having contact with her, or you having a strained relationship, whatever the case may be, this manifestation of Mother's Day just makes that whole greater. It's not like it, it brings an honor all of a sudden you didn't feel it before. You feel it every single day every moment of your life it just makes the whole that much bigger so I understand you I'm praying for you I'm praying with you I am lifting you up in the most holy of thoughts I'm here for you so let's just be mindful but for the rest of you that actually do decide to celebrate I need you to do better with them gifts I need you to be considerate of your mom and know your mother don't say I don't know what to get her think about what it is that makes her smile there might be things that she's just unwilling to pay for herself because moms always put themselves last. Good moms, good moms, 
it's like okay for me I'll spend $175 on my kids at Target and not even blink but when it comes to me like the other week I was actually this is a true story so I was actually in Target I saw not inside Target on the Target app because you know me and Target we go together and just judge yourself and I'm sitting there and it was like a $30 pair of jeans and I was like now first of all is these jeans cute enough for me to pay $30 first of all then secondly if I do do buy these things what else may come up not that I won't have the money to cover it just like what else may I want to buy so there are some amazing moms that think just like that they will go to Target and like I will buy a bunch of household products without a problem I will not blink to buy household products let us need a chip for these kids let us need an applesauce for the kids and trust me me and Target go together very well to the point that I will have Target at my house with a same day delivery without any issues. But when it comes to having things for myself, that's not like if it's not something that's like self-care-ish, if it's not something like that, where I feel like that's a greater need than just me wanting to buy something I don't necessarily need, I won't do it. Not for myself. Although my husband will tell you differently because he just sees boxes. He doesn't know what's in them. Nine times out of 10, the things that I purchase are going to be household products, period. Cleaning products, organizing things, things to that sort. But when it comes down to the true things that I may want, I may not pull that trigger to buy it because most moms will think twice. So buy your mom something that she would normally think twice on, but she really likes and she really wants. Buy something gift with intention gift with intention don't just buy to buy don't just buy to not show up with any so you're not that person that doesn't show up with anything but think about what your mom truly likes what type of mom is she what would make her life that much easier now if your mom is not into you buying her like a pot and pan set then don't do it like I have this strict little mini rule that when it comes to my birthday, please do not buy me anything for my birthday by which it makes me a servitude to someone else. Meaning this is not the time to buy me an air fryer for my birthday. This is not the time to buy me a pot and pan set. But when it comes to things like Mother's Day, they have amazing sales. I'm totally for that. Just realize that I'm not using that to cook for you that day, right? You can buy me a pot and pan set. Make sure it's the one I asked for if it is the case, because I, I don't think I asked for that. But if I should ask for that, just know I'm not using it that same day. You will need to find some type of uh, delivery service, uh, cooking ministry in your life, something because I don't cook <laughs> or clean on Mother's Day. Because that's just that's just not right. But again, if you know of a single mother you could be in any of your neighborhood, any of your communities. If you know of a single mother, try to find a single mother, a gift card enough for her to buy her and her children something to eat just so she can have that time to herself that she don't even have to cook at least one meal. Because again, when you're a single mom, you don't have the privilege like me. If I wanted to go out for Mother's Day and leave my whole family at home and just have a date to myself, you know, pre you know, pre pandemic, I could do that. I could go out from the time that the sun came up until time to go to bed and had a whole day to myself for Mother's Day. Single moms can't. Single moms can't just jump up and go do and have and then, you know, have their moment to themselves. Sometimes single moms and moms in general just want a break. I may just want to sleep in on Mother's Day, right? Last year for Mother's Day, my husband went out. Um, last year, my birthday was on Mother's Day. Yeah, my birthday was on Mother's Day last year. 
and he went out and I had breakfast for me. He had dinner for me. I didn't want lunch because we had eaten pretty big, but I slept in and my friends called me and, you know, all those different things. But sometimes mom just want to sleep in. Mom just want to chill. Find out which one your mom is and make sure you take care of her if you that's what you choose. And if that's the case, all I can say is that one, stay the course. Take care of your self-care. Self-care is not self-care Sundays. Self-care is self-care every day. Every day finding a reason to do something that is special for you. Something that is going to make you do something that calms you down. For me, sometimes I've said this before. I've had to give my kids their electronic for one hour just so I can get something done. Or, you know what? I may need to listen to this podcast because I'm having a moment. I got to get myself together. So y'all go ahead and take your hour. Let me take my hour and then I confiscate everything back after that. But whatever your self-care moment is, you should be doing that every single day. Health and mental health. Listen, I've had moments, years of bad mental health. I was not checking myself. I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't doing for myself. I wasn't being honest with myself. And a lot of that brings so much turmoil. I want you to take care of your mental hair, Ther- mental health. Um, Therapy is important. If you cannot afford it, find a way. There are so many different programs in the community that I want you to go ahead and tap into if you can. I saw something on Twitter and I'm going to end the show with this. I saw on Twitter there was a woman. She's verified and all those other beautiful things. But she was saying that she was going to pay 100 people's um, therapy bill for just 100 people. She was basically going to sponsor. I don't think that it's still going. I think she found her 100. But I was amazed and blessed by that, that somebody would help other people, a hundred people get mental health care, just pay their bill for that one session. And with the week that we've had and the drama we've had and the craziness that we had, I was so, I wanted to just keep retweeting her, her tweets. I did retweet it a couple of times because I want people who needed it to go ahead and grab a hold of that. Somebody paying that therapy bill. Trust me, I pay my own therapy bill. I'm like, yes, somebody pay that bill. So I was glad to see that she had done that for others. I did not take advantage of that just because I want someone else to grab that who may not be used to the process of therapy, who may just are struggling. They just really need it. I was just there for them. But it made me feel excited that somebody would do that. Your mental health matters. Take care of yourself. Drink enough water. Get enough fluid in you. Get exercise. Try to eat as well as you can. And remember, when all else fails and everything seems to go to hell in a handbasket, and it does that from time to time, life is crazy that way. Make sure you stay the course. Stay the course. Don't give up because it's usually at that second when you go to give up that things do work out. So you don't want to quit on yourself. You know, Beyonce said a winner doesn't quit on herself. And I'm sure just like. You know, people think just because she has money and she's rich, she's never had moments of quitting. Trust me, we all have it. So stay the course, love on yourself a little bit more. I will see you back next week with more conversations with Toy. We have whatever um, topics that we have. I have some guests that are coming in. I cannot wait. Oh, and my project that I've been talking to you about, if you follow me on my blog, which you should at www.toytime.com. Or that is T O I T I M E dot org. Please follow me, and I will can't wait to share my project that will drop on May first, which is tomorrow. Not tomorrow; it's actually next week. I'm ahead of myself, so that's next week. 
But nonetheless, I'm telling you that a project that I've been working on is dropping. It's all everything you need to know about all kinds of things that's already talk about, but in a different setting with an amazing company that I used to love reading their books. And that's all I can tell you for now. So let's continue to find a way to take care of ourselves, love on ourselves, take care of ourselves. And remember, remember, stay the course. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.